0: up everybody welcome to another edition of the late takes i am your host tanner and with me is actually the second person to appear on the feed two times already garrett kidney garrett how are you doing
1: tanner that was a very professional intro well done
0: thanks uh i I was gonna (laughs) tell you before the show i don't know why even still i get nervous before i start doing a podcast i don't know why I'm
1: always worried that it'll, like, break, or I'm doing something wrong, or I'm not recording properly, or I'll forget how to speak, or, like, my brain will just shut down, or all the kind of things that could potentially happen while you speak into a microphone.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like you understand, because I feel like you have also have spent a lot of your life podcasting, as have I, and it's so weird, like, every time, because... When I did all you can hear, you know, I did the intro and, and like every time it's like something about the intro, but as soon as I get into it, I'm like in it and like, I'm good, but it's just like right before you hit record or right before you actually start, I'm just like petrified. I don't know what it is. Clearly
1: performance anxiety going on here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just entered the zone when I podcast. Maybe I'm like a, I don't know. a Athlete and see right now, I can't think like Tom Brady. Right before he plays a game, I just get into that zone, but it's like with podcasting. I'm the Tom Brady of podcasting. Apparently, Tom Brady has COVID, so that's a (laughs) new story. Does he? Yeah, literally. I didn't even see that.
1: The tweet on my timeline right now, retweeted by Chris Elner. Tom Brady has or had COVID. Sorry. He's already had it. He doesn't have it
0: Uh, right now. Oh. Well, he beat COVID, so If you can beat you know, COVID, you can beat podcasting. I can beat podcasting. Uh Garrett, it's so weird too, because we just talked like three days ago on for your segment of the punk uh special that went almost an hour.
1: Yeah, when's uh, this going up?
0: I don't even know. This goes up, let's see, this uh the 14th.
1: Uh, that's, a, that's a decent way I ways away. So let's start making dramatic predictions. And
0: if they come through. Sony teaching. is showing the PlayStation 6 at the showcase.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're going to reveal PS6 and PSVR 2 and the PS Vita 3.
0: It's going to be the biggest thing you've ever seen in your life. I mean, to be fair. Okay, I know this is like not going to hold any weight. I do expect it to be kind of bigger, like probably their big thing for the year, just because they're not calling it state of play. They're calling it a showcase. What do you think they have then? Because
1: they'll probably show more Final Fantasy 16.
0: I, I think they I think Final Fantasy 16 and God of War.
1: But those games have already been revealed. So is it a classic Sony? Here's the games we showed you a logo of before, and now you get to see the actual game.
0: Well, we have actually seen a little I mean, we saw a trailer for Final Fantasy 16. We did literally just see a logo for God of War, but I expect both of those games to come out next year. Uh 16 God of War. hmm... I I expect 16 to be like the big first half game. And I expect God of War to be the big second half game.
1: You have that much faith in a Square Enix release cycle.
0: (laughs) The the only reason I do is because I think the team handling Final Fantasy 16 is because it's like the guy that's directing 16 is the guy that directs 14. Mm -hmm. And I think he is maybe one of the most competent people in video games. And from what I have heard and what just like general information that's out there, most of final fantasy 16 was already done by who and when though (laughs) that that I don't know. No
1: idea. (laughs) I could not tell you (laughs) when you think about square Enix that they've been working on 14 the entire time, Mm -hmm. like 15 released at the end of 2016 and, and like the 15 was a, debacle <laughs> like there's no other way to put it a game yeah. i actually quite like but the actual release of this game was an absolute debacle where it didn't come with the multiplayer they changed the ending like if you play mm-hmm. this game now it is not the same game i played when this game came out in november 2016 they they did they canceled a bunch of the dlc like they
0: canceled all the dlc besides didn't one end up coming out
1: i think maybe two of like the six or something planned. like they, uh, had, the, yeah, they had like
0: six or seven play. <laughs>
1: the the director ended up leaving square. Yeah. So like it it's fifteen utter debacle. In the meantime, as I said, continue to work on fourteen. They released seven remake to you know good acclaim, even though I think mm-hmm. it is now in the period of being dramatically overrated. But
0: um it, especially with the PS5 like re-release with the like with the special episode tied to the end i I do think people have gone a little and i've played a little bit of it i haven't played all of it so i can't speak like with my chest about this but it's definitely one of those things where it seems like once one person like went super like this is one of the best games ever made people were like Yeah, this is one of the best games ever. (laughs) It's not. It's it's just not. And I like the game well enough.
1: I don't love it. I don't think it's nearly as good as the original. And I think it misses some of what does make the original very good, even if it does have its own charms. But, like, the game is just a series of corridors. It's, like, I don't think a game being linear is inherently bad, because some linear games are very good. But that game is literally, just literally walk down this corridor, and now walk down this other corridor, and now walk down this other corridor. It kind of stinks. Combat in the game, very good, though. Story and character, well, story is, uh, you characters, very well developed story is it's a freaking square game what you expect from the story at this stage from them but yeah yeah, the the actual like level design of midgar sucks it's so (laughs) bad it's just like here's one long corridor where there's for some reason these large banks on either side all the time that you can't climb up and you just walk down the straight line
0: yeah uh it's i i wonder if like like seven remake is that it's going to be three games. Right. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if like, I guess it's going to get more open up in the second game, but even then, when you think about it, like the choice of the first game, just being like you said, like a very linear experience is an interesting way to go about it. I, I, I don't really know what, I mean, obviously like the game was going to sell big already because it was like one of the most anticipated games I would argue ever just uh based off the uh final fantasy 7 playstation 3 demo that they showed the tech demo yeah fit what 15 years ago at this point garrett oh 2006
1: been, yeah before the launch of the ps3 so it would have been around that time
0: yeah i mean so i you know it had a fair amount of hype going in and i think for the most part it is a gorgeous game like uh, the game looks really good it sounds really good and like you said the characters are really good um but yeah, but going on off of that, uh, Square Enix also released Kingdom Hearts 3, finally. Mm-hmm. They, uh I guess, sort of uh, the Marvel Avengers game.
1: But that's a, that's a different team, though, to be fair. That's uh, Ubisoft. Yeah. Montreal, so. like, Wait,
0: I'm so thinking. I thought oh, it was. Not, uh... Not, uh, um...
1: Yeah, Square Enix Montreal. Sorry, not Ubisoft.
0: Yeah. um, I was about to say, I thought it was like Crystal Dynamics or whatever. But oh, yeah, it is, it is, it is um so yeah they've they've released some stuff so i guess you're right i guess i just don't know how big square enix is at this point
1: like how many of the i know they have multiple teams every studio does but when you think of like their their main team slash studio that like whoever's worth like the final fantasy 15 team or whatever whatever's yeah. left of that after they fired the director and canceled the, the DLC. yeah like i don't know about well, 2022 maybe a five-year development that's not out of the question It's like when you think, oh, Nintendo couldn't possibly turn around a sequel to Breath of the
0: Wild that fast until he realized Breath of the Wild came out nearly five years ago at this stage. So, Garrett, time has passed so fast. Like, it's wild to me that the Switch turns five in six months.
1: Yeah, because you're like, oh, you know, have they really put all the effort into the development of this Breath of the Wild sequel until you're like, it's going to be over five years since the last one came out. So, yes, that's a perfectly acceptable amount of time between Zelda games.
0: Yeah, like, you could argue the time between Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2 was, like, really fast. But even then, how long? Uh, Splatoon 1 was 2015,
1: Splatoon 2, 2017, and obviously Splatoon 3 is coming out next year. Yeah, so,
0: again, it's kind of crazy to just think about, like, how fast time goes I, I you always hear like when you're a kid like oh you know cherish your childhood because when you get older it goes by fast and you're like yeah whatever boomer but now it's like oh my god we are getting old fast i know it's so sad. i'm nearly 30 i'm
1: 29 tanner i'm clinging to the last vestiges of my 20s Hopefully hoping- i turned 26 in three months <laughs> You see, in my head, you're still 19, and it's upsetting for me to find out you're
0: 26. See, that's like, I I mean, there was a time where, like, not to, like, toot my own horn, but I was, like, probably one of the younger people on wrestling Twitter, and now I'm, like, definitely not.
1: Yeah, you're like (laughs) Like, the old man hanging around while the kids come along, and, like, the kids look down (laughs) on you the same way you looked down on the old man five years ago.
0: (laughs) I know, I'm just like, oh, the disrespect. I'm just like, man, this, I mean... It's it's I don't know what the right word would be, but it's just kind of the wild of mm. how much has changed in the last five years, but also how much has stayed the same, especially with regards to like our little personal place of hell that is twitter.com. <laughs> I don't know, it's much better than it was five years ago, I think. Oh, I agree. Like I I mean, there's nobody that I interact with I'm just like oh my god I wish this person would get out of my mentions they just aggravate the hell out of me like I genuinely enjoy interacting with everybody I interact with on Twitter which 5 years ago I cannot say the same for no <laughs> it was
1: it was much more of an antagonistic hellscape 5 years yeah, ago
0: yeah very much uh, and it's still fun when like people get off their hot takes uh occasionally but I felt like 5 years ago it was like you always have to get off hot takes or you are you're not with it, you know, like if you're not posting hot takes, you ain't living. Like there's a reason we haven't had a shoot week in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, because it ended
1: up just being really bad and really stupid. <laughs> people worked themselves into a shoot and the worst of those people mm-hmm. have gone away, never to be seen again. And the rest of us are still here having a nice time.
0: Yep, having a nice time. Uh, Prior to recording this, we're like 24 hours away from Punk's Return to Wrestling, which is exciting. Which again is also like a weird, like wrestling Twitter full circle moment for me. Cause like mm-hmm. I remember when Punk left, cause nobody really even seemed to like realize that he was like gone, gone till yeah. like two weeks after the Rumble. And then they were like, wait, Punk hasn't been on TV in like two weeks and we're going into WrestleMania. And then it came out, I was like, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of wild to think like it's just the equivalent
1: of reigns just disappearing for a couple of weeks and then being like oh reigns isn't coming back and you're like excuse me
0: yeah just how like, that would what, feel now? what happened yeah like i couldn't imagine especially now because like wrestling reporting now is way a thousand million times better than it was in 2014 because like nobody did it in 2014 well you.
1: rovert just being like oh big news happening this week and then you just had to sit there and wait (laughs) yeah you just
0: had to sit there i don't even know if Meltzer was on twitter in 2014 not to say that he's like the end all be all of scoops but in 2014 he practically would have been besides like you said i mean rover uh tweeting oh big news uh A bunch of people are talking about that. Yeah, so literally two weeks in a row that Rover has come up on the podcast (laughs)
1: like like 70% of phrase Twitter followers came from him just tweeting big things happening soon without even knowing whether they were happening or
0: not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's man. It's so it's just crazy. But also like it's weird to think because like Garrett in the grand scheme of things, I feel like I haven't known you that long, but we've known each other for like eight years, probably seven years at the
1: very earliest, I think 2015 or latest 2015, maybe even earlier.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking like, I met you maybe right out of high school. I graduated high school in in 2014. Don't say things like that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I graduated high school in 2014 and here we are in 2021 recording another podcast i've had to have you are definitely the person i've recorded the most podcasts with was never actually co-hosting a show with yeah me and you just constantly do shows
1: together we're our go-to guests respectively
0: yes yes it's like oh we'll get garrett oh tanner tanner's probably free we can get him
1: especially in the podcast day era, where i was like oh god i'll take anybody
0: Oh, man. the I, I do miss those days because like those like times resemble the time where I had so much free time where I could be like, yeah, it's a Tuesday. Let's go three hours on a podcast.
1: <laughs> Why not just dig deep into Tanner's hot food takes? Because that's I the way we were. I work. can't
0: believe I, I was thinking about that on the car ride home. I went to a housewarming party today and I was thinking about that on the car ride home. I was like, I Garrett literally had to be on an episode of the podcast where it was just my hot food takes and him going, whoa. I was like, "What a good use of content! I need to like figure out somebody I can get on the show, and they just do the whole show,
1: and it's entirely based around you just tweeting terrible food things." That's <laughs> just yeah. Like I need to find like, like
0: a, I need to find like another Twitter person that I follow that just tweets out like inane bullshit. And be like, man, I should just have them on, and like they just read their tweets, and I just go, "Whoa, that's wild." For an hour. I've got to turn that into po- content. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the easiest podcast ever. It'd be so good. Garrett, you saw a Shang-Chi, right? Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So don't spoil it. <laughs> oh, well then Just- I will tell you all about it. No, uh, no context spoiler. uh, Or maybe three word review. How did you like it? It's pretty good. Like in your MCU rankings, middle of the pack or upper half, lower half. Yeah, it's, it's firmly
1: middle of the pack. It's, there's, the, like, the most interesting thing about it is who it's a story about in terms of representation, but that yeah. story itself, it's your fairly standard hero's journey MCU movie that won't blow you away, but it's perfectly pleasant while you watch it. Better or worse than Black Widow? I haven't seen Black Widow. You haven't seen Black w- Interesting. I was like, that is the point at which I did, in fact, reach
0: MCU fatigue, and I was just like, you know what? Skipping it. That's... Wild to me, yeah. I've by the time Black Widow came out, I was like fiending for a new movie. I was like, I gotta, I gotta see it now, today. Yeah, Black Widow is pretty good, but Uh, I I think the best MCU thing this year has been What If. I don't like What If that much. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, Garrett, what I I mean, low, don't get me wrong. I think low key as a whole project is probably going to end up better than What If because that first episode of What If was rough, but Mm -hmm. uh. Episodes two, three, and four of What If have been like some of my favorite MCU things, but low key I thought was absolutely incredible.
1: Like, I I think my big problem with What If, you're right about the first episode, it's far and away the worst of them. Oh, yeah, uh, easy. And because, like, the entire premise of that that, that first episode is what if the plot of Captain America One played out exactly as it already did, except with two people in different roles? And that's not interesting remotely whatsoever. Um, And I think there is bits and bobs in the episode that I like. I liked the the Thanos depiction in the second episode. I thought that was a lot of fun, and yeah. I I'd like. But I just I don't think the questions they're asking are particularly interesting.
0: I I feel like they have I let's see. So like the second episode, like I thought it was fun, and uh, like you said the the depiction of Thanos, like we're getting into I guess what if spoilers. So heads up, um, the depiction of Thanos is like. T'Challa, Star Lord, was pretty much able to talk him out of his plan and be like, "Ah, eh, that's kind of stupid." And Thanos being like, eh, "Fair," but like my and, favorite
1: part of that is the entire time, anytime he goes to like a a public gathering of any sort, he's just you know casual conversation
0: icebreaker about genocide. It's like it's not genocide. Yeah, he's like it's not. I probably he's like it's not. It's smart. And then like I thought the depiction of the collector as like the big bad was kind of cool. The third episode, though, I thought was really interesting uh, with uh, Hank. I assume you've seen them all up to this point with Hank Pym pretty much being like the Avengers killer. I thought that was like a pretty interesting like what if I I think that one's been the most interesting. And then with episode four just being what if Doctor Strange was evil? Which is. But even then, it was like, what if half of Doctor Strange was evil and the other half of him stopped him? And like the, ah, boo. (laughs) Yeah. And and then the evil side of Doctor Strange beat the good side and then destroyed the universe. Mm. Which I feel like, too, they're like going, maybe the Watcher's going to get more involved with the episodes because like the Watcher was like weird. Because like up to episode four, he had just been like, solely the narrator and you'll see him in the background sometimes but in this episode like dr strange and the watcher had a specific conversation about dr strange asking the watcher to save the universe and the watcher was like "Hmm, couldn't if i tried
1: yeah and i guess like the the idea there is dr strange is one of the few characters who would probably know of the presence and existence of the Watcher of the watcher yeah as opposed to the rest of them who are completely oblivious, so uh, it kind of makes sense within the world that like Doctor Strange is available, uh, like aware of all these multiverse characters and all these like gods and beings, and that he'll be like, "Hey, fix it, please."
0: Yeah, I, it makes me really. I think the most. I'm very excited for new Doctor Strange because I love Doctor Strange One. I, I think it's maybe the second most underrated MCU movie, this uh, behind Ant Man One, obviously. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what they do with that because I'm, I I feel like I've been saying this for like three years, but between like movies getting delayed and plans sort of shifting, and then like the advent of all these TV shows, I feel like the multiverse is really going to pop off in Spider-Man, and then Doctor Strange is going to be like, this is this is how we get everybody else into the picture.
1: Mm. I was going to spoil something about Shang-Chi, but then everybody didn't see it, so shut up, Gar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, do not do not say anything about Shang-Chi, because I'm probably not going to see it for... I'll see it before this episode comes out, but I probably won't see it for, like, another week.
1: All right, so I've been scrolling through our entire conversation about Marvel. And I believe I found her at least the first time I replied to you on
0: Twitter. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> So on July 6th, 2015, you sent the tweet, one match that is being slept on in the G1, Stars Naito, had a legit match of the year contender last year, a solid match at Wrestle Kingdom. And this could very well, you probably sent something else after that, but it cuts off on Twitter. And to which I replied, I really liked their G1 match last year. To which you replied, yep, was my number 10 match of the year last year. I believe that was, you may have replied to me before that, but that was the first time I replied to you on
0: Twitter. Wow. So sit over six years. So, That's, yeah, when I was 19, oh, God, you were younger than I am now.
1: Oh, God, don't <laughs> say things like that.
0: Our youth is being stolen from us. At I a, was only an,
1: 23 when this an happened. accelerating
0: rate. I was still a wee lad on wrestling Twitter when this happened. Never mind you. Yeah. And now you're co-hosting a podcast with somebody younger than both of us. So really, you're the problem. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't
1: encourage the talents of young people. I should discourage. I should cut them off.
0: Yeah. Shouldn't or you late. should just get like a super old person to co-host a podcast with. So you're like the, the young gun instead of like the, the old man. <laughs> that's me and Ken's podcast.
1: Ken's much older <laughs> than me. He makes me feel better about myself. You can't. Brothers don't count. Ken will listen to this. So hey, Ken.
0: I know Ken will listen to this. <laughs>
1: He was oh, given out. He listened to the, the CM Punk special, but only my section of it.
0: <laughs> well, that was half the episode. It was so funny. I was telling because there was a part of the CM Punk episode that I ended up cutting out and making it at its own thing, which comes out the Thursday before your podcast. So it comes out the ninth the and it's a, like a essentially a crossover episode with uh, the Cajun greatness crew, which is another podcast on the all you can hear network uh and their part only went an hour and 10 minutes i'm like this is way too long to put into the episode so we're just gonna make it our own thing and plus we went off track and didn't talk about punk but for about probably 15 minutes uh and then your part went 50 after edits went 51 minutes oh god i'm very long-winded i'm sorry (laughs) I think that's the problem with us, is like once we get going, like we don't know when to stop. Because I mean, like I said, we I have I have definitely done more podcasts with you than any other person I've never co-hosted a podcast with. So the only people I would have done more podcasts with is like the OG All You Can Hear crew and Sam. And and Sam's number might be real close to yours. Because mm-hmm. we What's did not do we did not do Wazim cast, and we don't know wrestling for a super. I mean, we did Wazim cast for about four months, and we did We Don't Know Wrestling together for, God, I don't know, maybe a year? I don't even remember. Time's fake. Time is a very <laughs> fake thing. Uh, that comes up a lot on the podcast with practically every guest. We're just like, man, time, right? It sucks. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> getting old. Everybody that was once young is getting old and now babies rule the world. Essentially, is what it comes down to. It's just, I don't know. It's it's great. Even people that were like younger than me on wrestling Twitter are now like, God, they're like in their mid-20s now. Yeah, you have a whole new generation. That's weird. I've double-checked, by the way, and that
1: is our very first Twitter interaction. You did not reply to a me tweet before that. (laughs) Wow. I wonder how I would have even found you. Because I would have been reviewing Impact for Voices of Wrestling at the time, so it was probably in that sphere.
0: And I can tell you for a fact, was not reading Impact reviews in 2015. How dare you? You weren't like, (laughs)
1: I need to know what's happening on Destination America, your Impact.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, Garrett. I was not reading those reviews.
1: This I is just, the summer of 2015. You didn't want to be happening like, like Jeff Jarrett's big GFW return and the GFW invasion. You weren't oh, interested shit. in these stories. Okay, you
0: know what? I might have actually been reading them then.
1: <laughs> You're damn right I, you better have been. summer
0: of 2015 Global Force?
1: No, that was the, that was the first Global Force where Jarrett came back as part of selling his the remaining equity he had in the company to Dixie. He came back, he did a little TV feud, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, and they did a a TNA against GFW lethal lockdown, in which TNA won. And then two years later, when Anthem bought the company, Jeff was hired as part of Creative, and they did the the rebrand botched thing that didn't work out. And here we are.
0: Wow. So, Garrett, you may remember this more than I do. When did... Jarrett run the, like the base, the minor league ballpark shows. Those were like 2014. Huh? I don't, I, so, I don't know why I remember those being 2015 too. No, they would have been 2015. You're right. They would have been into 2015. I'm trying to think what I, I know. Like, it's so weird to think about like the names that were on those shows. Cause like the bucks worked a couple of those shows. Mm, Cause I'm pretty
1: sure the Amped tapings were toward the end of 2014. And while they were shopping those Amped shows, which they never actually sold, I think into 2015 they were still doing tapings that had, like, the Good Brothers on them. Sonata was on them. There's a bunch of wild people on those shows. Man, that, Yeah, like, Trevor Lee
0: was, like, a pretty big part of them.
1: Yeah, because when they did the GFW invasion in 2015, like, Brian Myers and Trevor Lee were a tag team that came into TNA.
0: God, that's so weird. God... Mm-hmm. It, it, Global Force was funny. (laughs) I'll I'll give it that. I saw a picture today, a picture of Jarrett hitting Tanahashi over the head with the guitar. And I like, I can't believe that even happened. And do you remember that GFW like co branded a Wrestle Kingdom so it'd be on uh, pay per view in the States?
1: Yeah, it was the one that Jim Ross was the first, uh, the first one that Jim Ross was commentator of. That was like a deal that was done with the GFW
0: side. That's, I mean, if it wasn't for Jeff Jarrett, I mean, I you can't say that New Japan wouldn't have exploded like it did in the West, but it probably would have been a little bit slower at the very least.
1: Yeah, it's very strange to think. And Jeff Jarrett did the, like the full rounds for that Wrestle Kingdom. Like he was doing every podcast and promotional avenue he could possibly do to plug that thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, man, and. All of that has happened, I think, since Punk has left wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: that was 2015, because I went to Wrestle Kingdom in 2014, and that Wrestle Kingdom was very notable for having these, like, big extravagant entrances in 2014. Like, everyone had mm-hmm. a cool entrance, like Nakamura. Is that the and... one
0: where Okada came out with the, essentially, the... And the dinosaur?
1: No, that wasn't even a Wrestle Kingdom. I think that was just a, like, new beginning show? show or something?
0: <laughs> I think that was, like, the February show, where he just cut the head off the dinosaur. <laughs> Oh, my God. I don't, ugh, man, my my brain remembers such, like, stupid moments. Like, I couldn't, like, I rem- I can see the shot of Okada wearing the jacket with us. It had to be the bus. It could have been. And a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And he cut the head off the dinosaur. D- see, I don't remember him cutting off the head of the dinosaur. I just remember, and I could not even tell you what it was. Co- was it co-promoting Tekken or something?
1: I have no idea. It was co-promoting something, but I don't remember what it was. Maybe like a Monster Hunter game or something? That feels Monster Hunter-ish.
0: I mean, it does, but I would, would Bushy Road work with Capcom? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Man, who knows? Just wild stuff all around. G- Garrett, that's how you know we've been online for so long, because we can just remember all these stupid moments in time. Hmm. Like Okada coming out like that, like the Jarrett hitting Tanahashi over the head. What's been like the wrestling Twitter moment that has that is like the most ingrained in your mind? Um, God, wrestling Twitter moment. Oh, I don't know. Do you have one? Well, I have a few. Okay, but so like my big one. I don't know why this sits out in my mind so much, but it's the dude replying to Kenny Omega saying cleaner. I got this. <laughs>
1: that is a top tier wrestling Twitter. Moment. It's,
0: it's like, it's like one of my favorite tweets ever. It's just uh, like cleaner. I got this. And it's so funny. Every time I see Wario six tweet out about kingdom hearts three, it's always the picture of Woody holding Sora back. <laughs> and I always think of that tweet, like cleaner. I got this. <laughs> I don't know why that's what my brain associates that image and why that image is associated with that tweet in my mind but that's definitely one I'm trying to think of like
1: on on Dynamite some stage somebody should get in in Kenny's face and Don Callis should push Kenny
0: back and just be like cleaner I got this God Garrett we have to know enough people where we can make that happen surely (laughs) between the two of us I think we could put that bug in somebody's importance ear
1: yeah (laughs) I don't get I, get a cleaner. I got this reference on television in 2021.
0: Oh my, oh my god, please. Yeah, because that tweet was like three years ago. It was something. That, that,
1: that's like a niche tweet as well. That's I suppose it took on a life of its own and became a bit of a meme, but it would be very like niche of a niche to address
0: on television. <laughs> yeah. And like 25 people would be like, oh my god, what? Like it would be really funny. I don't know. We should make that happen. That should we'll start naming people after this. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think of another, like another, like big one mm. in my head. I'm, I'm, cause I, I mean, I have a few, but I don't know if like any of them are like funny or like I should even go into. <laughs> it's just sad moments when people get in
1: fights that mean nothing.
0: Yeah, like I, I remember like a bunch of people just getting into stupid arguments that lead to people leaving Twitter. Especially me being on Twitter half my life, I remember all of them. I'm just like, oh, that kind of sucks. That person left. Um, I don't
1: like I don't discuss things with people on Twitter anymore. Like that disagree with. I don't debate things on the Internet anymore. Like I've reached a stage it takes where it's so like so much energy. Unless I'm like really bored and I'm doing something. I'm trying to distract myself where I'll have a bad faith argument with somebody. <laughs> but, but that's very rare these days. Yeah. But like for the most part, it's like if if people say some of like, the people quote to me saying I'm stupid, I'm like. Sure, I don't care anymore. Uh, like, on, on the, there's times where I like, I'm like i feeling particularly depressed. I'm like, all right, clearly a manifestation of my depression is getting into it with WWE stanza and, and jumping into my mentions. <laughs> but for the most part, I have reached a stage where it's like, there's really no point in me arguing with people on the internet. Like It's just no. a waste of my time.
0: It is. About as antagonistic as I get on Twitter, Like the New Yorker will tweet like, These thousand dollar golden wings are sweeping the nation. Would you try them? I'm like, this is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever read or seen in my life. This is stupid. Whoever wrote this should not ride anything else ever again because it's so dumb. And whoever wastes this much money on hot wings is an idiot and should give me all their money.
1: You're That's getting about, worked. You're getting worked by the new genre of clickbait that is just ridiculous statement designed it, to be done. No, because
0: on. because edible gold already pisses me off on food. <laughs> it's like my big like I just can't and I, like I consider myself like I, I hate foodie, but I like I I, I don't <laughs> even know. Like I like I, I will try anything once, like whatever. But if edible gold is so fucking stupid. There's no way it can taste good. It is literally just fucking there to make your food ten times more expensive.
1: Yeah. I it's hate the same it thing. Aren't truffles the same thing?
0: Uh, but at least, like, truffle black truffle now people that go like overboard and be like we're putting a half a pound of black truffle on this burrito are idiots and shouldn't shouldn't get to cook food but like truffle oil and like uh there's this hot sauce called Truff that i really like um they offer like a specific twang that i don't Mm -hmm. think you could really get in other like i don't know what else you would put in there that could offer like the the twang that it adds to the foods that it's in so like uh Riley and I, when and We went on vacation in June and we had a uh, we had French fries and they had uh, some like truffle oil and sea salt and I think maybe rosemary on them. And like you could I mean, the truffle oil added a distinct part to those French fries, whereas if you added a sheet of edible gold to them, I would have been pissed off <laughs> and thrown the fries in the trash so stupid i just don't get it i do not get edible gold garrett it's like too when you see those burgers that's like oh my god there's a whole pound of queso cheese inside this meat and when you bite into it it explodes and scalds your face and you get third degree burns and you have to get reconstructive surgery to fix your mouth because you want to eat this. it's stupid yeah i get worked by them pretty easily but it, it pisses me off
1: <laughs> jokes on you i've turned it into hot food takes with tanner again <laughs>
0: Oh my god, no, not again. Lord, you uh,
1: into my trap.
0: I, uh it is my show this time, at least. So
1: <laughs> oh dear. Where'd you go oh, on vacation, god. by the way?
0: We went to uh St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, what um, nice this was in yeah, it was it was pretty nice. We ate uh at a place called Michael's that was absolutely incredible, like a life-changing dinner experience, like a meal. And most expensive meal I've ever paid for, but like I would happily pay it again for the experience and like the best food I've eaten in my life. That's where I had those like truffle fries. It was like an appetizer. You got like another appetizer. It was like a, some Brussels sprouts. I'd been like dry. It's weird. I ate the best piece of fish I've ever eaten. Riley got a steak. That was delicious. It was all good. So good. It was a fantastic trip. I highly recommend St. Augustine, Florida for anybody that's looking for a place to go. And it's not super expensive. Like it's definitely one of the cheaper beaches you can visit in at least in the Southeastern United States. Cause we were looking for like a beach to go to. And like that was one of the cheaper ones and it's, it's so diverse and just people that have come over and there's like such a wide variety of food. It's awesome. Highly recommend St. Augustine. If you ever go, I haven't been anywhere in like four years. <laughs> where Where would you go? So Garrett hypothetical, if you could like book a trip right now, COVID notwithstanding, if you could book a trip right now to anywhere in the world, where would you go? New and well Zealand. and we well, Why would you go to New Zealand?
1: So I could go live amongst the hobbits.
0: I think you're a little too tall to live amongst the hobbits.
1: That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said about my height. So thank you.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, you're not. I've only seen the first Lord of the Rings movie, and I've only watched it this year. Did you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. All right because i know young people
1: tend to dislike lord of the rings because they're they're too impatient and they think oh it's too slow they're just walking and i'm like it's it's established the journey Ah, and it's beautiful (laughs) look at these beautiful new zealand landscapes what more do you want in your movies than to look at like real great new zealand landscapes go to your stupid marvel films where everything's shot in a green screen these people sitting in offices is just a green screen sitting in hotel rooms green screen Anything, literally anything in those movies is a green screen. So you, know, you freaking keep it out about Lord of the Rings.
0: Garrett, I will say, did you not do a series where you reviewed every movie in the MCU? Yeah, point? and I think I like most of them. <laughs> <Still>. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, is there, are, that's my th- uh, my thing is like, so I have like a letterbox list of all the MCU projects that are on Letterbox. You put none- one way too low, by the way. I gave out to you at the time. You, I put which one way too low? Cap 1, which is Uh, maybe
1: the best MCU movie.
0: Are you? Captain America 1? At least top three. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my God, Garrett, you're crazy. No, absolutely (laughs) not. Like, not what is it about Captain America 1 that you like so much?
1: I think it's basically the perfect movie. Why? Everything works. All of the character beats work. All of the romance works.
0: Great just movie. because it works doesn't mean it's perfect
1: yeah there's very little about that
0: movie i'd change there's Great very little i would change but just from a personal enjoyment level it, i mean it wasn't particularly exciting i guess maybe too like i also watched i don't like garrett when did you like get into the mcu like were you there like in the theater for iron man one or like what
1: I remember I saw Iron Man one at home. I remember watching that with my parents. I definitely saw Thor and Hulk in the cinema and I definitely saw Avengers in the cinema. I don't remember where I saw Iron Man two. So I would have been
0: relatively ground floor. Okay. So like the first Marvel movie I ever saw in theaters was Avengers. Mm -hmm. And also the first one I ever watched was Avengers. And I think after that, I didn't really get super into them until like uh, Civil War, because Spider Man was coming in, and Spider Man was my favorite when I was a kid. I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" So I so I've seen all the movies at this point multiple times, just completely out of order. Like from Civil War on, I've seen them all in order. Before, I've just been in the most mismatched order. Mm-hmm. So and maybe like that's why.
1: Which is also in a mismatched order. (laughs) Yeah, you
0: you would have Hulk at number one. I did last.
1: Uh, I'd have Iron Man 2 last, I think.
0: See, everybody, like, that was the one I got the most shit about. They're like, I can't believe (laughs) Iron Man 3. I was like, Iron Man 2's way better than Iron Man 3. Like, Iron Man 2's got like Sad Tony and like he, and then he goes crazy and then Mickey Rourke's in it. I mean, what's not to like? The rest of the movie now wrong i don't know there's, I will, there's I a will thing because that... i watched iron man 2 for the first time i think it was 2019 is the first mm-hmm. time i watched it and like uh elon musk is in the movie Ugh. for like a cameo and i'm just like uh maybe i don't like this movie but I, I ended up liking the movie a fair bit
1: i don't know i've allowed annoying mcu fans to sully my opinion of the Marvel movies <laughs> And I won't deny that's what's happened. Because I think there is a thing that happened. Uh, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly when this happened. But it was, I think, around the time of Infinity War, where the MCU, these Marvel Mar- 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 movies, went from like this really big successful property to this culturally pervasive thing that there's just countless stands for. Yeah. And it, it went from a thing where you can't just say, you know, uh, Avengers to Age of Ultron, it's, it's not great. Like you can't, the, the people are like, Oh, people have to give justice to age of Ultron. Cause it introduced Scarlet witch. It's like, no, just, age no, of just, Ultron is not a good movie. It's, it's fine. You can see what it's trying to do, but it doesn't pull any of it off. So
0: yeah. I, I will say there are some really good bits and that's what saves it from like it being dead last. in My MCU rankings is like some of the stuff in that movie is, is like good. Like I love the scene of them all trying to lift Mjolnir. Like, I think that's fantastic. Maybe the best bit in the movie. It pays off very well in Endgame. Does pay off extremely well in Endgame. But also, I feel like you're right, because the MCU was not the big... just, like, a a part of our culture at this Mm -hmm. point. Until probably Infinity War. I think you're right. Civil War, I guess, a little bit, because that's when I started getting into it, but also, like, I was just into... Into a lot of nerd shit in general. So I don't know if you can really like take my one case as fact, but Infinity War for sure is like when people were like, oh, we have this whole event. Kind of like when seven came out.
1: Yeah, it's Um, the same with Star Wars. Over the last decade, we've seen the Marvel movies and Star Wars just go from these like, you know, side, not quite side things. They're all like extremely culturally relevant, but like nerd fodder to mainstream fodder. And yeah. I will undeniably admit that people's responses to those movies and like every two months you see, oh, this is one of the best looking shots I've ever seen. And it's like a green screen Marvel shot. It's like yeah. watch real movies, would you please? Yeah. And I like all these movies. It's just like I, I enjoyed like of the whatever we're on, 23 movies. I probably <laughs> think at minimum 15 of them are good. And some of them are a lot better. And even despite that, when these people talk about these movies as if they're high art or high cinema or anything other
0: than really well-made corporate entertainment,
1: I'm just like, shut up!
0: (laughs) It's like that tweet. uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this tweet. It's like an asterisk. It says, person that's only seen uh, Mm -hmm. Boss Baby watching a second movie. is like, oh, getting a lot of Boss Baby vibes. That's what I get when people like will like... Shared the screenshot for I, the one from Endgame is the one I see a lot. Like, before they clash, um, just like both sides having everybody, people are like, This is the best shot in movie cinema history. And think what you want. If that's what you want to think, that's fantastic. And it is but a like, really nice shot, but it's yeah, a freaking it, computer
1: generated it, image. It's
0: all fake. There's probably 15 people and real people in that shot. Maybe, maybe. <sighs> so it's just like, Man, and it's not. It's kind of like the same thing I get with people that don't want to watch movies with subtitles because they find subtitles distracting. I'm like, oh, you are closing yourself off to so much good shit. Not watching stuff with subtitles. They'll hate Chang-Chi then. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> there's,
1: there's that, like an, an admirable amount of Chinese that's subtitled in that movie. Fair play. Oh really?
0: That's yeah. interesting. Um, but that's. I mean, that's like with Parasite. Like I know several people that had never seen like a foreign language film. And not to say like, I mean, outside of, I mean, it's been fairly accessible now for anybody that's close to my age is like entire internet going on the internet life. They had never seen a foreign language film until parasite got so much hype. They're like, well, I guess I got to check it out. And then they come out of the movie being like, that's one of the best movies ever. I'm like, yeah, there's so much good shit you're missing out on. Like people, that didn't watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I'm like, it's such an awesome movie. And like, you're. I, I think uh, I, oh man, I don't even remember who said it. It might have been uh, Bong Jun ho but he said that it's like, don't let the one inch wall of text deter you from this whole other world of film. It's just like don't let it. Like, oh my God, there's so much good shit. That's like people writing off all of
1: anime history. I think it's all the Marvel Stan's
0: fault. <laughs> Every, actually gary you want to know whose fault this originally lies upon It's the harry potter stance yeah what have they moved on
1: to are they the same as the marvel people do you think or they, no, they're probably um, still just I, harry potter weirdos i
0: can say for a fact love my sister to death but my sister made the harry potter to mcu jump
1: which probably makes sense it's it's like harry potter is to 2011 what marvel is to 2021 yeah so
0: we actually, uh, Riley and I, the last couple of weeks, we watched um, *Goblet of Fire* all the way to *Deathly Hallows* Part Two. None of those movies really hold up super well. Beside, *Half Blood Prince* is still like pretty good, and I think *Deathly Hallows* Part Two is like far and away the best movie of the bunch.
1: I, but because- like that. Death- I am in a very similar boat that uh, on our lo- our national broadcaster here RTÉ they have a big big movie every Saturday and they've been doing the Harry Potter movies in order so like the last mm-hmm. couple Saturdays I've been podcast editing on Saturday so I just threw it on in the background and I watched uh Deathly Hallows part 1 and Deathly Hallows part 2 over the last uh, over two Saturdays and part 1 is one of the worst films I've ever
0: seen <laughs> part 1 is such a slog to get nothing happens really, nothing no, happens. nothing happens nothing happens until the last nothing happens until dobby dies at the very end and voldemort gets the elder one the rest of it is just them walking in the woods <laughs> the yeah, entire I mean, then, seriously, movie seriously just like h- chilling out in the woods in wales ron is gone for half the movie like and the movie is two and a half fucking hours and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I was watching it with Riley. I'm like, Riley, I promise you, Deathly Hallows Part 2, is she I've had never seen uh, the movies besides the first three, which is why we started with Goblet of Fire. Uh, and I was like, Riley, what? I promise you. She's like, man, I don't remember the first half of the book being this boring. And I haven't read the first half of the or I haven't read any of it, probably since sophomore year of high school. But I was like, thinking back on it, I mean, the movie does get the first half of Deathly Hallows pretty accurate. It's just pretty boring.
1: <laughs> but like that it's fine to have the first half of a book be boring because there's the second half of the book. You can it's the same book. It's one yeah. book. Yes. As opposed to the movies where it's like what if we chopped this one book in half? And there's an inherent problem with that in that you're taking a complete story with a beginning, middle and end and chopping it and half. So you have beginning, half of the middle. And then the second movie has the second half of the middle and the end. So when you get something that is the beginning and half of the middle, it's not going to be particularly interesting.
0: Yeah. I just, I think, especially too, in like 2011, it would have been a hard sell to be like, all right, final Harry Potter movie is going to be three and a half hours, where now people, like, I guess, accustomed to being like, sure, I can waste, uh, entire day in the movie theater watching one movie i feel like in 2011 that wouldn't have been so like hot because uh i think part one is longer than part two part two is only two hours and 10 minutes
1: yeah part two is just the the battle of hogwarts and then the end yeah which it's is still the, the entire again, movie basically
0: s- still holds up i think definitely how that's movie out of the bunch <laughs> i didn't I don't know why they didn't Potter fix did. the
1: problems of the book I know, especially because of She Who Shall Not Be Named. No one wants to give her publicity these days. But sure, Yes. Uh, but either way, I, I, they didn't fi- fix the main problem with the, the last book in that she kills a bunch of characters off page. It's just like Harry walks into the main hall and a bunch of characters you knew and loved from the previous books are just dead. They didn't dead. get a death. They're just lying there yeah. dead.
0: And like pretty substantial characters like uh when they were doing the scene in the book and uh tonk like their hands just are dead apart they're just dead Riley goes are they for real dead I go yeah she goes what the fuck why <laughs> I was yeah. like well I didn't even
1: get a they're, moment they're just
0: dead yeah. yeah and and or like um mad eye at the beginning of the first movie he they just say he died mmm they're just like, ah, eh, Mad-Eye's dead. That's crazy. Stupid. <laughs> and just go on, and then they have a wedding. I wish, I wish
1: I could write something that children love so much that it could be bad. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> it, like, the thi- like I, again, this is like 16-year-old Tanner talking for a second. But the books are, like, pretty good. And, like, again, probably a significant cornerstone of my early teenage years. But also, yeah, they're not, like, well-written. Yeah, I I would be interested to go
1: back to them. Like, I I would be interested to see, like, are these actually good books? Because I was the same in that I resisted reading those books for the longest time because I was too cool for Harry Potter. And then there was one summer when I was, like, I I don't know, probably, like, 15 or 16. I was like, fine, I'll read all these goddamn books. And I I stayed up until, like, 5 a.m. every morning, blitzing through them. and uh because i love them they're they're good books for children i I would be one uh, interested if i were to revisit them now with my nearly 30 year old eyes god why is everything so bad
0: and you know you say for children but those last two books and i would even argue probably the last half of order of the phoenix not like young child friendly Mm. like those books definitely aged up with the audience, I think, or at least was the intention. Here was my wild discovery, so Gary, I don't know if you knew this, but I didn't realize until after finishing all the books that the books for some fucking reason were set in the 90s. I don't
1: think anybody knew that until it was just a random fact, and it's like, oh yeah, these are set in the 90s.
0: Yeah, it takes place between 91 and 98, didn't you know? It's like, who knew? Like, they never make any reference to it. Well, the first one came out in '98, right?
1: Yeah, I guess it makes more sense in the context that it was released in '98 that it might be, a set earlier in the '90s. But by the time the last one's out, and even by the time the movies are, it's like, oh right, these are all set in the '90s, and it yeah. does—it doesn't really make a difference to the, to the actual because no! like th- there's never any technology in these movies anyway, so yeah. Uh,
0: th- there's so much shit she said like after the fact that the even the movies were finished, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I think somebody asked her in, like, a and a it was like, oh, what happens when wizards, like, use the bathroom? It's like, oh, a bunch of wizards just piss and shit on themselves, because they just wave their wand, and it's gone. Yeah, so they, they don't really the use the bathroom. I'm like, then even why does Hogwarts, Hogwarts have toilets. bathrooms? Yeah, the why whole, does Hogwarts a, have toilets? It's a whole important
1: plot point of Chamber of Secrets that this, yeah. this freaking th- 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 school has toilets.
0: Yeah, I guess it makes sense why there's a 50-year-old ghost girl hanging out in the bathroom, and nobody just doesn't really care because nobody goes to the bathroom. because yeah, everyone's shitting on themselves. the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much, oh, man, so much stupid stuff. Oh, man, now I'm just getting mad.
1: <laughs> Get I, I'll probably
0: never reread those books again. I don't know if I could bring myself to rereading those books like with the eyes of an almost 26-year-old. i just be like, man, there's so much stupid shit in this book.
1: Yeah. And really do you want to read much of JK Rowling's writing anyway these days?
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to read anything that she really even touched. But I will say the last Deathly Hallows movie holds up surprisingly well. Which I was I was actually shocked because after the uh the first half of Deathly Hallows, I was like, There's no way the second half is that bad, and I was glad to be wrong. Or I was glad to be uh right because it it was actually pretty good. But like you said, it's pretty much all climax the whole movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's the reason it's good. You get the ending. It's all ending.
0: Yeah, you just get you just get the good bits. It's like if you ordered a cupcake and there was no cake, there was just icing. That would be delicious. Why don't they do that? We used to have a, a place local here. Oh, I don't I don't know if it was like an actual chain or like an actual local place. It's called Gigi's Cupcakes. The cake they used for the cupcakes was some of the most awful like baked good I'd ever had. Like it was dry crumbly. It was bad, but the icing was world-class mm. and, and like one cupcake would be like $7 because they were like pretty so big. much money. Yeah. They, they were really big and put a ton of icing on them. But mm. when I realized when it probably wasn't super healthy is like all you could pick up the icing and it just stayed in place. Like you could eat the icing. Like it was like a, i like a piece of candy ideal yeah well i mean like like very practical but i'm like hmm there's probably so much butter in this that i could die at any moment so yeah they're closed now they're out of business <laughs> <laughs> um or at least the one is here they gave them so, they
1: killed all their customers from
0: butter yeah, over killed, yeah i remember that i remember eating them when i was a kid and just being like hey, this thing's as big as my head but now we have this place and I know this place is a chain called uh insomnia cookies or insomniac that oh my god I ordered this a couple months ago of the like we call it the art house it's like Patrick uh and Jonathan's place from all you can hear and I was over there they were like let's order some insomniac cookies I ordered a cookie sandwich that Garrett I swear is like probably as big as an Xbox controller and just filled with icing and the cookies were so good. Oh my God. I highly recommend insomnia cookies. I, I really want to do a late takeout with insomnia cookies uh, and just eat a bunch of cookies. But again, like the factor of dying or at least killing myself faster by ingesting 15 cookies. So I have an we'll Xbox see. controller on my desk now and now I'm thinking about eating it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mm, would that taste good i've been playing my xbox a lot like i've actually been playing my xbox more lately than my ps5 i haven't turned my ps5 on in like three months <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm trying to think i haven't finished ratchet and clank yet but i did play some of it which came out i think the week before e3 or the week of e3 yeah, So that's the last time i
0: turned on my ps5 to play some ratchet what's your uh, gaming schedule look like for the rest of the year like what games you got your eyes on uh, you got your warrior wear next week. I'm quite excited for warrior wear. Yes, I'm so excited for warrior wear. Mine actually gets delivered the day this podcast goes out because I changed my payment method on Amazon and they delayed my shipment by four days.
1: So, boo, boo, Amazon. Uh, what else is coming out this year? Uh, I'm looking forward to Metroid, that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Mario Party. No, I'm not a Mario Party guy. I have never bought a Mario Party game. What? <laughs> stunned, stunned how? silence
0: how have you never being just... the Nintendo I mean I say this because I'm one of us being the Nintendo fanboy that you are how have you never bought a Mario Party game
1: I don't know I play most Especially games player.
0: with the Mario, kidney Mario household it would have been the perfect yeah. game
1: me and Ken should play some Mario Party is what you're saying
0: yeah <laughs> that is what I'm saying
1: uh, you got your eastward that's coming out soon very excited
0: for that i'm trying to think what i have on the docket for the rest of the i have warrior wear i have uh death stranding director's cut never touching
1: that with a six-foot
0: pole as soon as i saw the racetracks i'm like hell yeah i'm sold still have my regular copy of death stranding sealed and everything and i got (laughs) that i got the director's cut pre-ordered immediately um and plus i really like the box art of it uh super monkey ball in october yeah, uh, I'm interested. To see, is the Guardians game any good? Are you, I are like, are you committed to buying it? Or are you going to wait to see if it's good and buy it? Uh,
1: I'm going to wait for reviews and maybe buy it the week of if it's well reviewed.
0: Yeah, I, I currently have it pre-ordered, but I'm sort of like if I see a bunch of bad reviews for. it. But here's the thing: so I played like a lot of the Avengers demo or beta. I I liked Avengers, so I don't know. Maybe I'll still just get it anyways and and play. And with this being like a Single player focus thing, like I'll I'll probably grab it. the The worst thing about Avengers is like the first two hours of that game is
1: what everyone wanted it to be. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like a bunch of tutorial missions where you're playing as uh, what's her name, Miss Marvel. Yes. Yes, we're playing as Miss Marvel, and it's a bunch of, like, single-player-focused levels, and it's the game people want it to be. And then, like, four levels in, it becomes Destiny. And I'm like, oh, no. I was actually enjoying this until it but became like, Destiny, and like, then I put it down and never even, picked it back up again.
0: Not even really good Destiny. And, like, Destiny does a lot of things well, and, like, Avengers did not do those things well. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh, Halo! Duh, in December.
1: I will have... Xbox Game Pass, so I'll play it. I've never played a Halo. I've never owned oh. an Xbox. The Series S is my first Xbox, so.
0: Yeah, Gary, I don't, you've probably seen this on my Twitter at this point, but, you know, I actually secured a pre-order for the special edition Halo Xbox Series X coming out. Looks quite nice. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it looks really good. Probably one of the best special edition Xboxes Microsoft has ever put out, honestly. I'm, ha- I'm happy with my
1: nice white box, my, my Series
0: S. But. I, I do, I do love my Series S. Uh, I am going to sell it so I can have room for my Series X. But also, Garrett, I made the very dumb pre-order purchase of uh, the Halo Elite controller. I've never had an Elite controller, mm. so I'm interested to see what I've been missing. I'm, I'm having some Xbox controller roles at the moment now
1: too, because obviously you know the way Xbox controllers are battery powered. So yes. I bought one of those rechargeable battery gimmicks for the Xbox, but I, I didn't realize it was black. And I didn't realize you had to put the back of it on so it keeps the battery thing in so it can be charged. Uh-huh. So uh, the, the black back lid that you have to put on it to use for the rechargeable battery contrasts with my white Xbox controller, and it doesn't make oh, any yeah. sense anymore.
0: Yeah, um, the Xbox controller, I have the, the blue one, the first blue one they released. That's mm. my go-to Xbox controller right now. But I like I said I have the Halo one pre-ordered and I think I have like the Electric Volt yellow one and the new Aqua blue one on my uh, Christmas list. So I hope Santa gets me them.
1: What are you gonna do with
0: all these Xbox controllers? They're so cool. It's they look cool. You only use one of them. I mean, yeah, but I have people at my house I like you semi for your Halo multiplayer. Yeah. Oh God. I've, I want to do a land party so bad. Like with the mm. new, ha- I'm so excited for the new halo. Like I'm, I'm ready. Like I've, I've seen enough. You don't have to show me anything else. I really wanted to get into the beta and I couldn't, which pissed me off, but um, well, people seem to have a lot of fun with the beta. Yeah. People, the people that I know that got into the beta had a blast with it. Um, couldn't get me in, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's life, I guess. <laughs> uh but yeah i'm i'm super excited for halo game pass has so much stuff on it yeah it's
1: the wonders of game pass well because i'm playing psychonauts 2 at the moment it's just like i didn't pay for this game because thank you phil spencer with your wonderful xbox game pass
0: yeah like i've been playing uh slay the spire uh recently it's super addicting i love it and i beat uh tetris effect again last night uh first time on xbox or first time on my xbox i've beaten it and I'm still convinced it's one of the best games of all time.
1: I didn't finish. I have it on Game Pass. And I played, I think, about an hour of it. I'm still going to buy it when it comes to Switch next month. Because that's very much a game I will very much enjoy in handheld mode. Which is probably not, like, the ideal play. To- I know that game is the whole idea is it's jaw-dropping visuals while you play Tetris. Yeah. But yeah. still, Tetris is a handheld game for me. And maybe I- even, like, there, there's rumblings. Mm-hmm. There's Game Boy games coming to um, uh, Switch Online probably this month when there's the, the September Direct. Yeah. Uh, and Tetris is probably going to be one of them, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. Sure, I haven't even thought about what they would, add, what Game Boy or Game Boy Color games they would add. I mean, I would love if they added Pokemon, a but Pokemon title. There are people who are skeptical that they'll do it, but they did release them on 3DS, so it's not
1: like yeah, they have yeah, never released them, games. right? Yeah, because they were on 3DS Virtual Console. So like they have ported the original Pokemon games, uh, the first mm-hmm. two generations, the Game Boy versions, to another system. So it's not like they've never done it. So I don't think it's completely out of the question that they'll be on Switch Online.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's completely out of the question. I'm trying. I wonder if it will just be the same games that like 3DS early adopters will get. The got will be like the Switch Online. So it'd be like, God, what were those? Like a uh, the Mario Kart game for GBA was on there. Apparently, it's only going to be Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Oh, so not even Game Boy Advance. Okay. Not yet, anyway. Interesting. I guess we'll see. I'm interested. What do you think they'll show out of September? Because it's almost positive, unless they do a their direct on a weird day of the week, that this podcast will come out before a direct. What do you think they have to show at a direct?
1: I think they will show the, the rumored new Donkey Kong game. Okay. Because remember, that was a, a rumor around E3 that the, E3. the Mario team are making a Donkey Kong. Yes. And I'm quite excited to see how that works. Because, you know, Nintendo haven't made a Donkey Kong game themselves since the 90s. Uh, b-
0: Before I got into video games. So, yeah, that i probably that long.
1: <laughs> N- Notice I'm not sure who made Jungle Beat. Maybe Nintendo made that. But for the most part, it's always it's been outsourced the rare and then outsourced the retro. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've probably seen more Splatoon 2 or 3. I'd be surprised if they didn't throw in a, a Breath of the Wild t- trailer or some kind of news to tie people over. They'll probably have something there. Mm-hmm. The, 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 and I, I'm predicting it for as long as I've been alive.
0: Um, Mario Kart 9. <laughs> Garrett, it would be... I mean, I get that Mario Kart 8 still sells like hotcakes, I just can't see them not doing a Mario Kart 9 yeah, for the Switch. Every, every time
1: Mario Kart 9 comes up, people are like, "Oh, look how well Mario Kart 8 sells." But now they can now release another
0: one that'll also sell 40 million copies. Yeah, like like the like again, like I know Mario Kart 8 still sells a t- it's the GTA of Nintendo property, mm-hmm. but imagine if they could just do it again. <laughs> and, you know yeah,
1: they can Hannah Montana it where they can say oh Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is now only $30 and we have Mario Kart 9 so they get yeah. all the, the full price sales of Mario Kart uh, 9 and you get a bunch more Mario Kart 8 people who will buy it at a reduced price
0: yes absolutely I'd, i Mario Kart 9 is at the very top of my wish list right now because like I I still play Mario Kart 8 probably once a month at least like Rally and I will play against each other but oh my god it's such a great game <laughs> Yeah, they're absolutely making it. Like,
1: there's not a hope in hell they're not making a new Mario Kart. It's the, there's no,
0: like, there if they have released two Mario Party games for the Switch, <laughs> there is going because the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, I mean, while technically a Switch game, Mario Kart Eight came out in 2013 for the Wii U. Hmm. So it's not even like an original game. I mean, there's a lot change, but like, there' not, not much. So you can't tell me there can be two original Mario Party games for the Switch come out, but we don't even get one Mario Kart.
1: Yeah, uh, again, Mario Kart is their best-selling series.
0: Yes, uh, I think
1: even more. Yeah, it is more than Pokemon. Like it's sold board the, the individual recent copies of Sellboard and Pokemon. Uh, that like that if you look at the top Wii charts, it's Mario Kart. Uh, we like the Mario Kart is their top selling. Like Mario Kart outsells Zelda. It outsells regular Mario. Mario Kart's yeah. their biggest game. They're making a Mario Kart Nine. <laughs> God, I hope so. What What do you think the gimmick of Nine will be? I I do think it'll be Nintendo Kart. Re- oh, really. Because so I like, think like they dipped into that with the, the 8 DLC where they had Animal Crossing and F-Zero and Excite Bike levels. And I think they'll lean into that more with 9 where it's just uh, we're doing it from all over Nintendo. The Smash Bros. of Mario
0: Kart, if you will. Oh, man. That'd be pretty good. Mm. That'd be pretty, pretty good. Because, you know, have you ever played like one of the Mario Kart ar- arcade machines? I don't even remember what they're called.
1: I played it briefly in Japan and the machine was too small for me and I felt very
0: uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um but they have like pac-man yeah and in that i always find that interesting i played that at chuck e cheese at my nephew's birthday party probably god nine years ago maybe Mm. i don't even remember when but yeah
1: but yeah can you imagine splatoon mario kart levels and i know technically there is one in eight deluxe well one of the battle modes is the splatoon level but yeah full like kirby levels um super into
0: that that would be cool uh, yeah, Kirby being in uh, Mario Kart as well would be pretty good. Kirby driving cars. Yeah, oh, man. I love that old dude
1: so much. He doesn't have hands, so I'm not sure how he'd drive, but...
0: I mean, he has the little stubs. I mean, he doesn't have fingers, but you can drive. If I, <laughs> if I can steer my steering wheel with my knees, Kirby can do it with his little arms. Hey, Tanner, you shouldn't be driving with your knees. <laughs> well, I don't try to do it often, but, you know, sometimes you just gotta do it. Do sometimes you... you- Occasionally, Gary, I realize that Alabama and Ireland aren't <laughs> super similar, but sometimes in Alabama you have, say, for instance, you're like needing a drink of water, mm-hmm. uh, and that requires a hand to hold the bottle and a mm-hmm. hand to unscrew the cap. I don't know if I'm incriminating myself because <laughs> you you're probably supposed- <laughs> are. To your house. <laughs> uh, hypothetical situation, anyways. Um and you drink the water. Uh, Drive with
1: your knees.
0: Yeah, this isn't crazy. Like everybody I know does it.
1: I think that's a bit crazy to be like, oh, I regularly drive with
0: my knees. I mean, it's not like a regular occurrence. It's not like I get in my car and like back down my driveway with my knees while I'm like fixing my hair with my hands. But it's just like occasionally, and it's like I'm I'm not doing it around a curve. I'm not a NASCAR driver, so it's not like let's see what. They can handle the day, um, especially not in my old ass car. um, But yeah, so sometimes you just hike a knee up there and you like you can just keep the car steady. Mm. It's what pirates used to do. Did they Probably. do it with their knees? Probably. I mean, that's while where they're... they had all, all the little spools so they could just kick it with their leg.
1: Oh, so they're down in a bottle of rum while they're kicking it with their leg. Well, yeah, they're the... also <laughs>
0: drinking and driving, which I do not condone. I do not condone drinking alcohol and driving.
1: Especially drinking alcohol and driving with your knees. That would be especially difficult.
0: Yeah. Do not do that. But if it's like water, yeah, just hike your knee up there for a second. Uh-huh. Don't be like on the interstate going 80. This is a job for my feet or something. Um, Yeah, that, that that's that. Yeah, sometimes you just got to drive with your knees. Hmm. <laughs> you sound scared. Garrett, when you eventually come to Alabama, which I'm sure one day I can bully you into, or at least bully you into coming close, um, we will get in a car and I'll show you what I mean. And you'll be like, oh, that's not bad. No, I'm never getting in a car with you. <laughs> or you don't go back to Ireland. So <laughs> there's only two ways it could end. <laughs> be like, oh, it doesn't end, or just Garrett not being able to go home. So Garrett, you're coming to my wedding, right?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I've booked the flights and everything. Woo! Set up a screen, set up an iPad there and just sit me on a chair. I'll
0: just shout things at passersby. What do you think I am, a one percenter? I don't have an iPad. Are you serious? You you can use a laptop or something instead. My laptop is on, I have to get a new laptop. I literally can't edit on this laptop anymore. I have to use, Rally has a MacBook. Uh, I use it to edit now.
1: Not Not even audio edit? no <laughs> oh God
0: like just I, I don't know if the, it's the waves or something or maybe if it's anchors website but uh, it just goes yeah the too, it's taking up too much memory we're crashing baby <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that that's fun to deal with especially with the punk stuff uh, so a little fun BTS for the punk special um, I had forgotten to edit out the end bits of uh, yours and Lucas's, segment and it was like nothing nothing was said it was just like two minutes of us bantering and then like 30 seconds of me getting up and going to the room with the phone to end the recording i had forgot to edit those out so i did it it went out at 8 a.m on friday i did it at 6 30 friday while getting ready for work uh and edited those out and then i tried to do it on my laptop my laptop crashed like three times and then i had to get riley's macbook to do it which was at like six percent because she never charges it. And I was like, okay, i it's now or never. This has to happen. And she's like, what's the big deal if they don't get edited out? I'm like, people will think the podcast is bad. And I will get laughed at. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I divulged all of my financial information in those two minutes. It's yeah, what I do at the end of every podcast. I get people yeah. all
0: of my credit card numbers. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, give people my social security number as like compensation for coming on the podcast. I'm <laughs> like, OK, you can do one thing as me. Here's my social. You can commit identity theft one time, one time. So do it good. And everybody always goes to Wendy's. I don't know if it's like an insider thing, but everybody just always uses. I have a one of the free frosty uh, keychains and people always use it for that. It's really weird. Um, I don't really get it. Garrett, we've been going over an hour at this point. Sure, have talking about Harry I'm, Potter. A surprising match about
1: wrestling. Twitter,
0: <laughs> yeah, a, a lot. I feel like I've been angrier this podcast than normal.
1: That's an experience most people have talking to me.
0: <laughs> no, I feel like you are a very easy person to get along with. Oh, don't all because that makes it seem more serious than it is. <laughs> Fuck, Garrett, <laughs> just take the compliment. He's just saying some
1: real sweet things about me, Tanner. It's fine.
0: Yeah, you're taller than hobbits, and you're <laughs> easygoing.
1: <laughs> the two things everybody knows about me.
0: Yep, and, and Irish. Yeah. That is number three. People can't tell from my accent, but still, I really like. You do not have like a super heavy Irish accent. Like I, I think the first time that we even got on a podcast together, I've. I maybe didn't say this, but I was like, there's no fucking way this guy's Irish. <laughs> I'm faking it. Stolen <laughs> faking Irish it. valor. <laughs> yeah, and then I met your whole... F- I didn't meet, but I've talked to your whole family at some point, so yeah, y'all are Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a very elaborate bit. Oh, I forgot you, we... have, you have talked to my mom before. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I, I've that. talked to your mom. I've talked to Ken. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to the whole Kidney Clan.
1: Oh, dear. When I was teaching briefly in the equivalent of high school... They were like, sir, are you American? It's like, no, stop it.
0: I just sound weird. So like here in America, well, at least in like Alabama, people will be like, oh, you don't really have that much of a Southern accent. I'm like, great. And then like, I feel like if I get on a call with you, I just sound like hee-haw. Because when Cody and I went to Boston for PAX East in 2013, literally the first thing, somebody said to us was like y'all fucking cowboys (laughs) i was like (laughs) uh because i up to that point in my life i was 17 at the time up to that point i had never been told i had like a super noticeable southern accent and then the first i'm pretty sure it was in the fucking airport somebody goes y'all fucking cowboys i'm like oh my god this is where we die so yeah i'm never going to boston massachusetts again that's a hell city we'll never visit it again I wouldn't I wouldn't say you have a
1: super noticeable southern accent, but
0: you do have
1: a southern accent.
0: It's come out more in recent years. Like, I feel like I have more of a southern twang than I did, say, in high school. I don't know if that's true Mm. or not. I would have to go back and listen to some old audio. But you're putting it on for the podcast.
1: People wanted to you're like, Conrad. Conrad Thompson. He's real successful. So I'm going to start sounding like Conrad.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I came to the realization in the episode with Parker that I do not live that far away from Conrad if he still lives in Huntsville.
1: You should go have... and propose to host a podcast with somebody. If you were to host a podcast with any ex wrestler or current wrestler, I suppose, in, in the the Conrad Thompson vein of podcasts, who would you pick?
0: Like, like, ho- hold, host a whole series or like a one off, like a late takes a whole series. Oh God. I've, and it has to be somebody conrad's done one with no it can be anybody it just has to be that kind of podcast you know the oh conrad's that kind of one. podcast i'm trying to think of somebody who would just have a lot of really good stories
1: the answer is minoru suzuki
0: well i couldn't understand them so that you, would be you uh, get a translator it's fine a bit, a bit of an issue i would somebody with a lot of interesting stories that's been around for a while from multiple generations like multiple generations of talent I would maybe say, and somebody that would probably do it for the right price. I'd probably say Randy Orton. Really? As weird as I think so. I think I think he would have the most like gossip to spill. I don't know. My god, Randy would
1: secretly be really boring.
0: Well, I mean that's true too. So <laughs> I mean it's but it's kind of like cuz you would think like Kurt Angle would be boring. I don't mm. listen to any of the Conrad shows, but I would just I would think Kurt Angle like would be boring. I don't know why, but he kind of is in that Orton vein. Or maybe Mysterio actually. I think Mysterio a Mysterio a would, one. Mysterio would rule. Mysterio would rule like just going through his time in Mexico and Japan. I mean, he he's worked for practically a- every major company ever at this point. So yeah, actually I think I would go I, I changed my answer to Rey Mysterio.
1: Yeah, mine is Koder Abushi
0: well Garrett, I think there's a bit of a language barrier. also koda is so rich he would never do a podcast are you kidding me
1: you'd have to get deep into that man's brain to understand his freaking 25 hour days he is t- he does 25 hour days he has the time for a podcast
0: that is true that is true I was convinced at one point I could create an extra hour of a day just <laughs> one a like abushi I could pull the code at Bushi after reading that. I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like that sometimes, too. This was in the sun. I was sleeping like four hours a night. I was just staying up, constantly tweeting just bullshit. I was like, yeah, I, I have mastered time management. And <laughs> no, not the case. I mean, it's almost 5 o'clock here local time. I've done nothing today. But hey, you recorded to this podcast.
1: 40. That's all that matters.
0: I have recorded a podcast. I've been very good and very on top of recording the podcast uh, so far. I'm really proud. This is my fourth thing I've recorded for the podcast this week. Oh, yeah. Seconds, I many. did. Yeah, second with you, because I, I did um, two punk segment segments. I did the episode with Skylar that came out last week. Y'all should listen to it. Very good. Um, and now I'm doing this with you. So I've recorded roughly four and a half hours of podcasts this week. Well done. Yeah, go me. Go me. And then the week this comes out, the first late takeout should be coming out. I hope it's coming out uh where we uh yeah, eat some food. So it's a good time. Late takeout is very good fun. I when I came up with it, it was it was my like I'm a genius moment.
1: Just doing victory laps all around Alabama.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, oh, hell yeah, late tech out's really good because me coming up with the late takes was like a two week process because I just could not think of an. I was really mad because I feel like all you can hear is a really, really good name uh, that I helped come up with. I practically came up. No, I'm just kidding uh, that I helped me. Colton Wenzel came up with. Uh, I'm like, man, like, can a podcast name get better than that? And then the late takes, which I don't know if it's on the same tier as all you can hear is like as far as a good name. Uh, but the late takeout, I think, is on par with being a really good pun of late takes. So,
1: Did you have any alternate titles for late takes?
0: Oh, Garrett, don't you know? Hold on. Oh, man, I don't have my uh, Google Doc in front of me. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. But a whole sheet of or a whole Google Doc of names. I had like, I had banter with Tanner. Uh <laughs> on there and i was like that's stupid and i really think (laughs) it's really vain to to put like your own name in a podcast title like i think that's very self-involved unless you're an Uh, actual star sure yeah like uh renee young the former renee young doing it makes a lot of sense because i'm like you know you're you i am me so just Mm -hmm. saying banter with tanner is really stupid i think i had um Maybe something about the round table at some point. Hold on, Gary. I'm pulling this up right now. I, something about a round table. I kept coming up with stupid names. King Tanner's Round a,
1: Table. Knights, yeah, of the Tanner the,
0: round? <laughs> Knights of the Tanner Round.
1: Knights <laughs> of the Tanner Round. Tanner of
0: Camelot. Oh man. Let me let me find because I, I have a Google Doc of like specific episode ideas I want to do. I have done none of them so far, uh actually. Now oh no, so asking. that means
1: you have tons of more content. Mm-hmm.
0: I really do. I really, 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 really do too much. Someone I I have the podcast booked out till uh, next January. That's very far ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm expecting some people to flake and uh, but, you know, yeah, it's currently booked out till mid January. Besides, I don't know what I want to do for the little again, a little BTS for all of you. I don't know what I want to do for my year end show. And I don't know what I want to do for Christmas. Well, I kind of I figured out what I want to do for Christmas, but I don't know what I want to do for my year-end show.
1: You become Santa Claus. You fully embrace the Tanta Claus and go around are, to people's houses with your microphone. All right,
0: Garrett, I have found the list of names. Okay. Are you ready for it? Yes. These were all potential names for the late takes.
1: And, I'm here to let, give you the late takes lore. That's what I'm here for.
0: And, and let me know if any of them are as good as the name the late takes. You you tweet me or the podcast account. I have on my mic. It's kind of like uh, on my mark. On my mic. Also I sounds have, like
1: on my mind. So it's like it t- t- works on multiple
0: counts there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was coming up with so much stupid stuff. This probably isn't even the full list, but this is the list that made like the final cut of names. I have Tanner versus. Oh, you were taking people on. Yeah. I have uh, stolen vibes. <laughs> what I have, does that even mean? Yeah, no idea. This is when it's the like, podcast is it
1: a play on stolen valor?
0: I have no idea. That would be really funny. <laughs> I have uh no reservation needed, which I don't even think I could have used that name because there's a show called No Reservation Needed. I think so. I don't know. I have uh no delivery fee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really wanted to get a food pun in there because I thought funny. So I have uh, the Let's Order podcast. Again, uh, food. Yeah, I have the no change needed. Then You're really I really iterating
1: s- on that theme.
0: Yeah, then I have the small table podcast.
1: Uh, that's uh, that sounds like the, the NPR Tiny Desk concert.
0: Yes, uh, I think that was the direct uh, inspiration for that name. Then <laughs> Some I came would up say with
1: inspiration. Others would say ripoff.
0: Yeah, sure. Then I came up with the great takes. And Ooh. then I and then I got to the late takes.
1: I like the process there.
0: Yeah, so that that's the process of the podcast.
1: And I don't think you could, in good faith, have called a podcast the Great Takes.
0: <laughs> I could. I I don't think I could have. I think it'd been really funny. But yeah, I I like. The, I mean, obviously, I chose the name, but I really like the late takes the best out of those names. I don't know if any of those names are even as close to as good. No, you picked the right one. The rest of them suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was uh, my process. You should hear some of the names we came up with before all you could hear. Some of those are atrocious. Way worse mm. than those. <sighs> well, Garrett, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we get off here?
1: Uh, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no question mark. Well, Garrett, plug away then.
1: Yeah. Speaking of podcast names, I have two of them. You can listen to "You've Got to Be Kidding Me," my TNA history podcast, with me and Liam go through TNA month by month. We just did November to actually. No, by the time this is out. The December 2002 episode will be out. So that's one you can go listen to now. Search You've Got to Be Kidding Me In your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, also, me and the aforementioned Ken do Magic by Design, which is a Disney rewatch podcast where we watch all the Disney animated features, which we have completed. So if you'd like to hear a review of any of your favorite Disney films, we've already done it. So we've already went now to Pixar. So uh, Toy Story 2 should be out by the time this comes out. Even Cars Two should be out by the time this is out. So there you go. Lots of um magic by design. Search magic by design on your favorite podcasting platforms or magic by We talked about Twitter a lot. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Garrett Kidney. I've gained so many followers this year, Tanner. I've gained like two thousand followers this Garrett, year. You
0: have four thousand followers. That is wild. I
1: make. have no idea why people are following me this year. Like in the minimal month- to the late takes.
0: Send them all here. <laughs> In the month of August, I gained 536 followers. That is <laughs> wild. Do you know, since I've touched on this a little bit last week, but Ali and I have been together, I have lost over 200. <laughs> <I> t- <laughs> there I, was I a time, Tanner, where you had more followers than I had. Yeah, and like not a few. Like, there was a time I was ahead of you by like three or 400 followers. Yeah. Now you've just eclipsed me. The old man has uh, surpassed the young gun. You are the true veteran of the biz.
1: I finally know how the internet works.
0: <laughs> Congratulations, Garrett. I'm so I proud see of you, you.
1: you've already rebranded as Santa Claus, I noticed.
0: Dude, it's, it's, people are like, it's September. Yeah, it's September. What what do you expect? I've rebranded Santa Claus Labor Day weekend every year. I've done it for like six years. <laughs> I used the same picture of John Cena with that MS Paint Santa Claus hat that I don't even remember who did that for me now because i didn't do it but somebody did it for me i was like yep this is it and i still use it and i'm Claus, and uh, it's christmas time people should send me your christmas list i may i'll buy you something really i'm not committing to that bit um we did send here, each other a got, christmas card once we did uh and you also sent me a Kobe kingston cd once i
1: did uh, yep. I, th- I think I put like didn't I put a copy of like
0: brain training in that as well yeah they're brain training and I think you sent me a Super Mario maker pin maybe like a PIN pin
1: it was basically junk I could find around my room that I shoved in the carrot
0: and sent to yeah, you. yeah which is probably why it took till mid-March to get to me because <laughs> yes. it weighed two pounds and had to go through damn customs but I don't know <laughs> Uh, um were you done with plugs yes follow me oh, on twitter okay. at
1: gary kidney yeah lots of followers i'm a cool
0: guy yeah and he's gonna send them all to the late takes and it's gonna be the most successful podcast in history mm. that'd be wild won't happen but it'd be funny i think it'd be really funny to just have like a super success super successful podcast where spotify was like hey you want a hundred million dollars I'd 100% sell out to Spotify without Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 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 Seven episodes in and uh, yeah, 200 bucks. Anyways, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at The Late Takes. You can find us on your favorite podcast uh, feeds. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Find us anywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495 and I guess we'll see you next week.